Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, France L. Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post on Fran, how you doing, man? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh just for the heads up to people, uh my son got me sick, so um, I have a little bit of a sniffles. I have my tissue. I can, have my, can you taste? I have my tea. Yeah, I'm, I'm not coughing. Eat one of the pieces of candies right now. I'm not, I'm not coughing. Eat a piece of candy. Can you taste the flavor of the candy? I have tea. I can taste my tea. Okay. okay I have hot tea okay, here. Okay. All right. I'm good. Hey, if, 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 you know, if, if, if I felt that way, I would have told I, you. I, hey, have, I, have the, I have the antibodies. Okay. But well, still. I just, I want for you. I'm good. I can taste. I'm good. Okay. Cool. I'm good. All I right. just, uh, so if you, if you guys Com, know, common, my common baby cold, common baby cold. Yes, my my Max sneezed in my face the other day, so Man. I know it was coming. But uh, just if you guys, just my apologies early if you hear me sniffle, little sniffle, sniff. That's that's the reason. But other than that, I'm here. I'm ready to record. I, I'm I'm good. How about you? Okay. I'm great, man. You know it's it's been a little cold. Uh, little, yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot cold. We got some we got some different snow oh, a couple days goodness. ago. It was like. It just was raining ice. It's freezing rain. They call it hail, I guess, you know, but it was different. This was, that this was freezing rain. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It had snowed, and so it made this nice little thin layer of fluffy snow. Yeah. And then for the rest of the day, it froze and rained on top of that. So it made this weird, dense, unshovelable snow. Yeah. That made everything slick. Yep. It was crazy. Everything shut down. Boxes, the mailbox is freezing up. Oh, man, it was crazy. wild. My was car crazy. looked like something about a frozen. You know, it had icicles coming down. <laughs> the bottom? The, yeah, it was yeah. wild. It looked, yeah. co- it looked cool, but it, 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 nothing should look like that. No. Also, while we're on inclement weather situations, prayers to everybody out in Texas, man. I don't know if it's just North Texas. What the hell is going on? They had some kind of cold front came through, and because Texas is Texas, they don't have snow plows or any. They, they're like, what? why would wild. we ever need any of this stuff? And then they did need it, and so they, the you know, leadership was completely unprepared yeah. for you know an inclement weather disaster such as this. So people's pipes froze and burst, yeah, and uh, you know millions of, of damage was done to people's homes. You know, all you know, and water damage is the worst because it's already bad, yeah. But then you got a 
you got to worry about mold. Yeah. So even if it's, you know, you get a claim and they're able to fix the damage, you yeah. might lose your whole house because it's just it's beyond repair because the mold got to the house. Yeah. So there's a lot of problems with that water damage. And, uh, you know, I've shared some links online of places that, you know, seem to be reputable to make donations to if you can. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's the only way this country really is, you know, um, uh, you know, like community resource pulling and, and you know, people pulling their resources to help out each other. That really seems to be the only way that shit gets done in this country because, you know, the government's slow and they move at their own pace. And in a way, this is kind of a government failure. You know, it's Texas. I, I know that it was bad. Like, I'm, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was, you know, because out of the gates, people were making jokes. Yeah. People were like, y'all are cold in Texas. What's it, 50 degrees? You know, because us back here, it's like 28 degrees. Yeah. We're like, you know. You need to stiffen your upper lip, man. It can't yeah. be, it can't be that cold. <laughs> yeah. And then I started seeing pictures of people's houses it's and this icicles up. and shit in the house. Like, oh, wow. this is this is crazy. Wow. And then the power went out. Yeah. So now it's it's if if it's twenty degrees, fifteen degrees, and you don't even have the heat in your house, they don't have water. They don't even have, they don't have anything. What pipes froze, burst. You're in a freezing cold. It's some Titanic shit you're out there, like you're in the middle of the ocean in December. So. I never seen some shit like that, and yeah, you know it, it, it was crazy. You know, I mean, um, so I hope they're able to, you know, get back on their feet. You know, I'm hoping the government's sending some aid, and people around the country are sending some aid, and you know, people can try to get the get those folks back to where they were, or you know, in the direction of getting to where they were. Because who who expects shit, uh, shit like that to take place? You yeah. know. But the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that was, you know, I mean. I don't know how pe- every you know whether or not you agree or not. This could have been some freak accident. You know, I believe that global warming and climate change is a real thing, mm-hmm. and that was just kind of a sign of. I think I think that uh, global crisis related migration is going to be a big issue for this country. You know, mm-hmm. if Florida one day just floods, there's some crazy typhoon. There's some kind of. Uh, tidal wave or uh, what's the thing that where the, the water pulls out and then a tsunami yeah tsunami just takes a bunch of land mass away from florida those people are now displaced and they have to go somewhere else yeah so people keep talking about oh they don't want mexican people coming here from across the border what happens when a bunch of people from florida need to go to texas yeah or a bunch of people from like what happened when, in louisiana when the when the levees broke those people had to go somewhere yeah. a lot of them went to texas you know, so when you keep talking about these coastal cities or, you know, these places that, you know, if it, if it gets a certain degree too hot, the temperature could change a small degree and then a certain type of, type of food can't grow there anymore. Mm. And then people go, oh, well, we can't live in here and we can't live here anymore. We got to move somewhere. These are all things that we need to be thinking about. People just think about the earth just getting hot and like, oh, who cares about if it's one degree hotter? That shit could, that shit could throw everything out of whack, you know? And I don't know what Texas, if, if Texas is, if this was just some freak accident. Maybe this has happened in Texas before. Maybe this is not crazy. I tell you like this, it looked pretty fucking crazy, right? So this is something that we need to be thinking about. And maybe it's too late that it can't be reversed. But we need to be enacting policies that prepare for this shit, you know? Yeah. We need, I mean, like, this, you know, we're, we're leaving this shit to our kids and our kids' kids, man. It might not get that bad for us. Texas was pretty fucking bad. But it could get worse. And we might not see that. But somebody's gonna foot the bill for this shit, so we just got to be conscious of that shit, man. It's real out here, I, you know. You know, I see people just throwing 
fucking trash out of their cars every day and the way these big old these big corporations just pollute people the company people don't give a shit man it's like it's a trash can right there McDonald's man. bag oh it's just wild out. bro and it and it it, it it doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't offset you know these big companies polluting the oceans with oil and shit like that like you know and or how much uh, uh gas a uh big boat like a boat full of containers how much mm-hmm. gas that uses and how much that pollutes there's no offsetting that a McDonald's trash bag not getting thrown away can really do. But why not try? Yeah. How about throw your shit away? Recycle. Try to limit how much meat you eat. Because this factory farming is a big pollutant as well, you know? You got to eat steak every day. <laughs> every day. You got to eat steak. Big old porterhouse steak every yeah. day. Come on. I'm not telling anybody to be a vegetarian or force anybody to anything. But, like, you can make small changes that can make a difference in the future. That's all I'm going to say. Right. It's just something to think about. Anyway, friend, moving on once, once, once again, before we move on, prayers to everybody in Texas. I hope everybody can, you know, find a way to get back to where they were. Prayers and, and, you know, condolences. Um, I just got news that there was a shooting at a gun range in Louisiana today. Inside the gun range? Inside the gun range. Shit got crazy. We were just talking about that a couple weeks ago. So it just popped in my mind. Apparently, you know. Apparently, it was like that. You ever seen? You remember the episode of The Office where every, you know, uh, they were playing like a mystery game, and then by the end of it, it devolved into Michael had finger guns on Dwight, and Dwight had <laughs> yeah. finger guns on Jim. It it was like that. I think one one person shot somebody, and then everybody just started shooting. Shooting? Just yeah, they were all trying to defend themselves against wh- whoever, and three people ended up dead. Man. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It, it got. What, it, what happened though? I wonder, like an argument or something. I'm sure the details in full will come out, but yeah, man, shit went down. You know, so that's fucking crazy, man. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's wild, man. It's prayers, prayers to those people as well. But yeah, you just can't go. In, you can't go anywhere. I don't want to be around guns, period, man. If you got a gun on you, don't leave, don't tell me. Keep your I shit concealed. Gun range. Nah, I'm not even going. Makes you think I'm, about I'm it, man. But you know, you can't. Again, I also want to say that you can't let fear ruin your life. You know, and, there was a plane headed to Honolulu, Hawaii, I think, uh, this weekend, and the whole, the left engine just... Shit fell apart. Yeah, the, and the shit fell in somebody's front yard. Like, the bezel to the the bezel to the engine fell into the, like, in front of somebody's front yard. Somebody could have died. Somebody could have super died. <laughs> it was like a it was like a couple of feet from falling on the roof of the house. Luckily, it just fell in the front yard. It could have fallen through the roof. Who knows if somebody was home or did not? Did the train? I mean, did the plane land? The safely? plane landed. The plane oh. landed safely. But what a fucking! I'd rather bad turbulence than look out the window and the plane is on fire. It was on fire. Yeah, the engine. Well, the engine combusted. Oh shit! So the man, what a fucking flight that was. Jesus Christ, man! It's just crazy shit going on. Um, and last thing I want to touch on before we can jump into some thank yous and then Fran has some news I would like him to give me in full detail. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Fran, apparently Jeffrey Epstein, uh, this Jeffrey Epstein case has been not broken open because everybody already knew this. But Ghislaine Maxwell, apparently there was somebody involved in the court hearings who heard her distinctly say that she has videos of both Donald Trump and Bill Clinton uh, along with several others. You know, and, and that this person wrote this in a book recently. Like I was there, I was in the courtroom where I was at the depositions or whatever, and I heard her say she's got videos on everybody. So um Is she still alive? Uh, not for long. Not for long. This <laughs> shit hit TMZ today. So nah, I don't know. You know, man. I she might mysteriously hang herself. Imagine you, if yeah, that shit came out. Mysteriously cut her own head off, you know, so I don't know. But man oh my goodness. That you that kind of information is 
people would do just about anything to keep that kind of shit under wraps. So what if that that footage come out? It would the damage that would do. We already have these like you know these subsects of people who believe all these crazy conspiracies. But if a video like that came out, it would like destroy the fabric of America, because now it's like what is what isn't what is and what isn't true. If a videotape after all these years came out of Donald Trump doing some crazy shit or Bill Clinton doing some crazy shit with like young girls, you go, well, are there lizard people? <laughs> you know, like you don't know yeah. what is, what isn't, what, what isn't true and what is true. We don't know who killed JFK. I don't know. If it, Donald Trump, I would want to go. I'd be like, man, y'all need to, y'all people need to see this. Like that. Yeah, what would it do, bro? Probably. I don't no, know. No, the, what what would it do, bro? That's Photoshop. They did they they That's didn't they, they didn't impeach him, and he sent the squad to kick in the doors of the Capitol with shitty boots on. And they were like, nah, man. And then Mitch what McConnell the came. Watching, Mitch man? McConnell came out and was like, listen, man, he did all that shit, but still, fuck y'all. Wow. So you know, I don't think I don't think a video. I don't man. think the video the video could be crazy. It could be on some R. Kelly type shit, and it would be like, that's not him. It's Photoshop. This you know. So I don't know. He's I don't, I don't know. That's but I, you know, I don't I don't want to see some shit like that. I mean, obviously if it's people out here doing foul shit to young kids, I want them all go to go under the jail. But I don't think that any of this shit is coming to light if it's real because that lady's going to be dead and her house is going to be like her house mysteriously was struck by lightning and burned down. Who knows, you know? I think all the tapes were in there. It was an act of nature. We'll never find the tapes. There's going to be some crazy shit like that. Oh, for sure. Like in one night it's going to be like the all the Maxwells just die in one one swoop. That'd be nuts. Her dad choked. Her brother slipped down the steps. Ghislaine Maxwell cut her own head off in the in the in the prison cell, and all of their homes burned down. Crazy, huh? All get swept under the rug. Too. Anyway, yeah. Oh, so who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and get these thank yous out of the way, so I can give you a smooth platform to just open up and get your shit off. All right, it's time to do a little celebrating, folks. Not a long list, but every single one of you are appreciated immensely. We're going to... This is... Why is this so low? Let me turn that up. I'm trying to celebrate for real. Uh, up first, we got Brittany B. Shout out to Brittany B. It looks like she has uh, some kind of maybe red highlight. Shout out to Brittany B. I love the hair. I'm digging it. Up next, we got Lisa C. Shout out to you, Lisa C. Thank you very much for the support. And uh, I, she likes flower, apparently. Shout out to her. Uh, up next, we got Elizabeth C. Elizabeth, I'm going to call you Liz. And shout out to you, Liz. We fucking with it. We dig it. Keep doing you. I love it when you do that thing. And, you know, and keep baking those muffins or whatever it is that you do. <laughs> uh, up next, we got Tiffany B. Shout out to Tiffany B. That looks like a... Oh, she's wearing a hoodie or something like that. You know, keep it all good in the hood. E, am I right? You know it, Fran. He's sipping Robitussin. I don't know. I think Fran's on lean. Uh, up next, we got, uh, where did I say? Tiffany B. Up next, we got Clarissa. That's it. Clarissa, explain it all. <laughs> Remember that show, Fran's 90s. You know, Melissa Joan Hart. Anyway, uh, up next, we got Kathleen M. Shout out to you, Kathleen M. Digging it. Let me hold me zoom in. She's chilling with her homies. I think she's in a bridesmaid party or something like that. Shout out to you, Kathleen. Uh, and last, we got Frey. K. Okay, yeah, Frey K47. I'm fucking with it. We dig it. We 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 fuck with your vibe and uh we wish you nothing but prosperity in the year of 2021. Uh you know, and uh and nothing but prosperity on Al Gore's internet. Uh that is everything that we have as far as uh shoutouts and celebrations for this week. And now friend, I'm going to fade them out. Friend, uh you recently uh had a very big uh moment in your life occur. Yeah. Um thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh 
you got you got engaged, man. You got proposed. Uh, Stephanie got down on one knee, and uh, and <laughs> yeah. she and she and she. That's exactly what happened. And she, <laughs> uh, Fran, I would love a, a full detailing of one the nerves, the night, the right. preparation. Every I want all I want all. Did you get the Did you get the uh, permission? I want I want all the full details, but don't say anything yet. Okay. I gotta set the scene. The floor is yours. Really? Oh, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> Do your thing. Do your thing, big dog. Like, can you turn that little bit so I can hit. Like, I'm sorry. Where's that? I gotta, gotta get that sensual move. Is that good? Is that yeah, back, background enough? That's good. I'm, so, um, this was Monday. Mm-hmm. Got up. Valentine's Day. Uh, I, I told you a couple days before. I yes, you did. Day, so, really, man. <laughs> it's Valentine's so, Day, girl. Uh, no, this is the day after Valentine's Day. It's the day after Valentine's yes. Day, girl. So, I got up, mm-hmm. got my hair cut. Looking sharp. Um, so I told Steph, um, I'm gonna go look at a couple houses because mm. I don't want her to like come. You know, you hadn't thrown me all off. The right? 52 fake out. Yeah. So um, I went to the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, did some ring shopping. Yeah. I did all this on on the same day. Got it. The day after Valentine's so, um, Day. Met this very nice lady. I can't remember her name. That helped me out at the at the jewelry store. Shout out uh, to you, nice lady. Yes. Uh, so it was it was a lot harder than I expected. Shopping for rings? Ring? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to get what you think is nice. That's you want to get what she would think is nice. That's what I told her. I was like, I don't want to get caught up in me like, oh, I like this yeah, one. Yeah. So she was like, well, you do got to like it a little bit. Sure. But, you know, you still have to get it for, you know, her whatever. Mm-hmm. So also, I told Steph this. I said, when I was looking for ring shopping, I remember the, you remember the Martin episode when he was buying rings? Yes. And he, he was like, he was like, yeah, I like this, but somebody left the social security number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you like this, from 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 my experience, when yeah. you when you find the one that you like, the number, it, it, when you, I've yeah. never seen shit like this before. Yeah, the, yeah. With commas and shit. I don't buy no shit like, I don't buy jewelry for myself. I'm not a jewelry yeah, person. Me either. So I never have purchased a piece of nothing, chain or nothing. That had commas in the shit yeah. for the on the uh, price tag. Yes, so the shit will take your breath away. Yes, but it, love will do that to you as well. So it, it yeah. all coincides. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, but what you should think about is think. Of, I want you to keep in mind that that number and think about what the shit you're gonna get thrown at your chest uh, on the day of when y'all exchange rings. Yeah, yeah. the little ding bing, little titanium shit that you get. Yeah, so think. Bull- I want you to think about that. A little bullshit. Yeah, it's some bullshit. The, yeah, the men get get me some wood, a wood <laughs> ring or something. <laughs> a wood ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I uh, got the ring. Uh huh. Um, I had to go pick up Sophie from her parents' house. Mm-hmm. A bundle of joy. So of I love. got there. Yeah, so I got there. and said, "Hey, look, you know, I'm asking you guys. I got this. Uh huh. It's for your permission." Um, and it's like, "Yeah, you know, happy." Pop the box open, bling blow. Yeah. So they had like, to put okay. sunglasses on. Yep. So it was cool. He's like, "Okay, happy for you." I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna do it here." So got we went to dinner. So I got home. Mm-hmm. Relax. Now. Now that after I got the, my nerves are like, yeah, my stomach is flipping. The whole rest of the is tonight. Oh shit! Tonight's so, the night. We go out. Mm-hmm. We go to the Four Seasons. We go to uh, mm. the place called the Bygone. Oh, I love that restaurant. My favorite Shout restaurant out to ever. the Bygone. Is it expensive? Hell yes. Mm. It's expensive as hell, but the food was great. How much is this swordfish? Market. There's no price on it. Market. Yeah, I'm, okay. I had to. Mm-hmm. I had yeah, to like ball out. I had to ball out. I'm not. I'm not. Had to ball out. Yeah. So um. 
we up we up in the on the 29th floor of the four seasons mm. um you can see the city view nice at night so all the lights and stuff yeah so we eat dinner you light up my life girl yep we eat dinner go out on the balcony take some pictures look at the little with the little binocular little things you can see it. the city mm-hmm. the so city we, is ours yeah so then we leave mm-hmm. so i'm like okay here you go so we go to pick up sophie and the kids got it and we get there and uh, I type on my phone I say I show it to Steph's sister Like hey look Put it on video Go take a picture To put it on video but, Okay got it Got it got it So we take pictures And I was like Let me see the picture I was like okay Give a little bump Like do it now Got it okay So Slick uh, move So I'm like Okay boom So I'm like Alright let's take a picture Hold so on pause Yeah Continue <laughs> So I take the box out of, You know I'm on my uh, jacket Got it so did they talk you into the light box? No, no, no. Okay, they got you with that. Yeah, no, they get me with that. <laughs> they almost they had another box in, where you open it like light in here. they had another box where you open it like twist it like twist out of the box like it like bam like it comes out of the box into your face. Oh, and they was shit. like, get your box with the light in. I was like, yeah, you know, hit the light, hit the ring and the the jewels. Yeah, I get. Bling. But once you, I mean, I get that though. Once uh-huh. you like get it, you like, I want to fuck it. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. Got it. So um, I get down. No, open it up. Bang! Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Did you catch her off guard or what? what was... Well, she was like fixing her hair because she thought it was gonna be. We was gonna take a picture. Got it. But were so, like, you, were you behind her? No, or... I was right next to her. Okay, I got like, it. I was like, oh, let me get this thing out of my jacket real quick. So that was, was like, yeah, smooth. Because <laughs> the because the thing was it was we was in the room so everybody's in the room. Got it. And yeah, I'm right. like, in the video you can see I'm like nervous. Oh shit. Yeah. So I like get out. Like I'm ready. Boom. Get down. Pop it open. Will you marry me? She like what? I'm like, I'm looking around like, will you marry me? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> so she was like, stop playing. I'm like, what? The-? <laughs> it's kind of long, man. You're like, supposed to have said yes yeah. by now. So Sophie's sitting there and like, she Sophie, you know, it's like Sophie. I feel like she knew what was going on, but uh-huh. her being a kid, she's like, hey, what's, I got she. You remember the candy with the little the little animal? You pop it open at the top and the little pieces of candy come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She like asked me one candy. I'm like, oh, look, I'm trying to do a thing right now. Hey, she asked me like, one candy, whatever. <laughs> so, do you like yo gabba gabba? Uh, this is not the time right yeah, now. Yeah, it was just it was just Max standing there. Everybody, was, it's just like it, it was, felt like forever too. Huh? It felt like you still hadn't got a yes yet. I was like, what? I mean, I knew she was gonna say yes. But yeah, but still, it's now it's time. But now still. it's time is happening. Yeah, so I'm like, so I'm like, and she was like, yes. I'm like, all right, put it on. And then, well, she gave me a kiss first before I put the ring on. Yeah. And then we hug, and then mm. she's like, is this real? I'm like, It's yeah. a prank. Yeah, like. Could you imagine if you were like, psych? psych. <laughs> I got like you. A- I got you. You thought. You thought it. You thought it's like, That would be the end of that. Be that would be the end of that. That would be the end of everything. That would be the end of that. This episode probably wouldn't even Yeah, you're in, Yeah, you've been in the hospital right now. <laughs> Is this real? No, I tricked you. I got you. You, you are that a ring fool. Is fake. You are a fool. <laughs> you are a fool. Oh my god! You thought. <laughs> Look, it's melting. That'd it's not wild. even. It's made out of ice. That'd it's not even wild. a real ring. That'd be wild. That's crazy. Uh, wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, it was a. It was a great night. Um, what, the one thing that would have ruined that night uh-huh. for me personally, if. The food would have been terrible at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, because then y'all would have been talking about that in the car. That would have thrown you off. Like, I didn't like that. It was $60? Yeah. So, like, that night was, it was, I could say that it was perfect because, you know, if it was, like, something small like that would have just, it would have just threw my whole, it would have thrown my mood off. Yeah. 
So it went perfect. It went perfect. It was a great night. It, it was it was it was it was perfect. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, That's man. beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I would I would like to say something, right? I would like to say congratulations Thank for you. one. Thank that's you. an amazing that's an amazing accomplishment. Uh that's that's very adult moves. Yes, please. Uh yes, uh we uh we got the bottles out. We're gonna pop a bottle one time for my boy as the jagged edge fades away. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sierra. We have a nice uh dainty glass of prosecco. It's just a nice uh, you know, uh just something nice to pop. It's got a cork on it. Okay. Uh I wanna say it Is that you- safe? I don't it's safe enough. It's okay. my house, man. That's my TV. I pay for it if it gets broke. It's broke. <laughs> Celebrating my boy. That's big. That's congratulations to you, man. I wish you many Thank happy you. returns. Uh, you know, you got a beautiful family. Yeah. And it's it's something I, I it's something I love about uh the, the, the daughter gets to be the flower girl at, at the wedding. You yeah, know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 something fly about that. Yeah. You know, you don't gotta ask some kid, you barely know. Hold on, let me get on this. Yeah. <laughs> Turn up. Oh, yeah. So, as a celebration, much love, friend. 12. 12 years old, bro. Yeah, man. Look where we at now. Adults. So, um, does the, um, uh, does the best man, uh, uh, plan the, uh, bachelor, the bachelor party? I don't know. Is that, am I the best man? Yeah, man. Oh, course. man. Oh, bless. So, we going to, uh, we'll be going to Vegas. If that's where you want to go, that's yeah. where we're going. We can go to Vegas. We can go to California. We can we can do it however you want to do it, big boy. But yeah, man, many happy returns, man. Celebration. That's awesome. I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. That's awesome. And uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break because yeah. this is very bubbly. <clears throat> this um that's this delicious. prosecco. Like yeah, it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. So if we come back a little sliz, that's our business. We're grown, <laughs> and you don't worry about that. We'll see you guys in a second. All right, welcome back. It's my turn to go first this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so my s- story this week is about, um, um, actually this was posted on the Facebook page just a couple of days ago. Okay. Uh, this is about, uh, Do you know who it was by Heather, Heather Pierce, Heather post- Pierce, shout posted out to you. this, shout out this to is Pierce. about, uh, Alberta Jones, Alberta Odell Jones. Mm. Um, this is a cold case. Um, so this was unsolved. So we go. Um, uh, oh, also, um, I use multiple different. Sources. sources okay so for my story uh i used wiki i used um um black black uh past.org okay and i think i used the new york times website as well so okay I just want to put that out there i just went on and just did my own story put them all together and made one complete story got it so following the grand jury verdict the grand jury's verdict on killing of brianna taylor a fresh wave of protests are taking place across the u.s including um, including in her hometown of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The court charged one police officer involved in the fatal shooting with vicious endangerment for the shots fired into other apartments, but no charges were brought directly relating to Taylor's death. They are also asking for a dismissal of their trial because the plea deal got leaked. So uh-huh. just, just, just for people to know that. I don't think it will happen, uh-huh. but just for people to know that, you know, where those people stand. And I understand lawyers do what they do, but, you know, that's pretty despicable. So images of the protests in Louisville are circulating online, but one share on Twitter is particularly, particularly touching. Behind the military vehicles, this is a, and this is describing a, a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, behind the military vehicles um, during the protests in River City 
is the is the River City Bank building on which a photo of Alberta Jones is displayed. Um, so now during these protests, when you got the uh, SWAT team and all these yeah. uh, uh, officers, whatever, there's a bank and there's Alberta Jones's big huge big huge picture. Okay, looking over what everything that's going on. Yeah, right. So somebody on Twitter said, "I'm also well, not familiar with Alberta Jones, but I'm sure I will be at the end. But I just don't know the significance. Okay, of, like you saying, she's overlooking the yeah. thing. But I will, I guess. Yeah. So somebody on Twitter said, "What makes this pick um, even more incredible is the photo hanging on the building of Alberta Jones, uh, the first black woman prosecuted in Louisville. She was murdered, and her uh, killers were never brought to justice. And she said that this person that on Twitter." Um, said the ancestors are watching. Mm. Um, said Elizabeth Jones on this was on Twitter. Okay. It was just crazy for this picture of this woman, yeah, powerful woman, to be like looking over what the hell you know the world is going through right now. Because she, you was, said she was the first woman to be a prosecutor. Yes. Okay. First wow. black woman. First black woman to be, to be a prosecutor. prosecutor. Yeah. Okay. Um. So she was. I'll, I'll, I'll get into everything. Okay. What, uh, Alberta was about. So Alberta Odell Jones. Um. Was born November twelfth, nineteen thirty, in Louisville, Kentucky, to Sarah Francis Sarah Francis Crawford and Odell Jones. She was an African American attorney and civil rights icon. She was one of the first African American women to pass the Kentucky bar, mm. um, and the first woman appointed city attorney in Jefferson County. Jones was active in civil rights movements, taking part in protest marches in Louisville and attending a march on Washington in August nineteen sixty three. Upon returning from Washington, she she formed an um she informed she formed the Independent Voters Association of Louisville and was very involved with Louisville chapter of the Urban League. Mm. She rented voting machines and taught African Americans how to use machines to vote in the 1960s. It's crazy kind of you hear that because it's kind of like you know you always hear um history repeats itself. Yeah, it's kind of like this past election everybody was like. Get out. it's like it wasn't teaching people to vote, right? Black people to vote, but it was She's like spreading the word. Get out, get so out, and vote. She was getting, she was on her. Well, Stacey Abrams probably is very familiar with this woman. Just learning how to galvanize people, get the word out to people, yeah. and you know, get people informed. I, I I try to tell the spread the word to people that, like what happened in Texas, this shit like what happened in Texas is why local elections matter. Yeah, so you got to get involved on. In politics on a ground level, you can't just be wait around for four years for the presidential election. It shit happening in your city every day that will change the way that you live your day-to-day life. And you're worried about Joe Biden and what he's going to do. But there's mayors and governors yeah. and, and, and prosecutors and judges that are being elected and promoted who you can have a direct effect on. And that affects you in your day-to-day life. These are the people that prosecute your Family members, your little cousins, go up and make laws that allow p- police officers to hem up your little cousins on these corners. And these are the things, these day-to-day, these local elections are what matter. And that's what, if you want to get involved in politics, get involved on a local level. That's the shit that can really sway your actual day-to-day life. Yeah. So, also, she paved the way for uh, a ban on racial discrimination by local uh, theaters and, and lunch ca- lunch counters. Wow. She was also active in the NAACP um, Another another of her causes was was a fun a fundraising effort to pay the medical bills of young man of a of a young man named James Bulky Welch. Mm. I was trying to look up this guy. I just I really couldn't find anything. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, James Bulky Welch. Uh, this guy lost his arms um, saving his dog trapped under a train. What? Yeah. There's nothing civil rights about that though. What is what is what are you? 
What did what wait? She I, paid I, the medical bills for this young. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what did she? I was like, did racist people make his arms? Under? I was like, I was trying to figure out where the civil rights. No, she just helped him get right. Yeah, or helped him get some restitution yeah. of some kind. That's I would assume he's black. I didn't, I couldn't find. Well, regardless, nothing. he he just was a guy who probably couldn't afford to pay his medical bills after a terrible accident happened. But I thought in my mind, in my mind, I was like. Who cut his arms? I, I I missed it. I thought like the KKK. Yeah. Well, the I reason mean, why I said he must be black because I mean like she does she did so much stuff for black people for sure. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White people was giving her obviously giving her a whole time. In the there was 1960s plenty of white. There was plenty of white people Kentucky. in the nineteen sixties that could help a white dude get his yeah. you know not as get his arms back but like you know get him some medical treatment. Yeah. He, he, that you know he this guy needed help. Bucky. Um, James Bulky. Bulky, James Bulky. Bulky, Bulky, well, she lost his arms um, trying to save his trapped dog under train. Mm. So she purchased um, him prosthetic arms by auctioning a car. So she got wow. the money from doing that to get him some, some prosthetic arms. I thought that was pretty dope. So she also uh, worked as a lawyer for Muhammad Ali and ne- negotiated the contract for his first fight. Well, damn. Yeah. Yep. Go Alberta. So when Jones became the first female prosecutor in Louisville in 1965, she told the Louisville um, Courier Journal that people would tell her, you've got two strikes against you. Mm. Now, the people, obviously these are white people that was telling her this. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, they said that you got two strikes against you. You're a woman and you're a Negro. To which she responded, yeah, but I've got one strike left. I've seen people get home runs when all they've got left is one strike. That's a, that's a great retort to that statement. Yes, that's, it is. That's, that's fire. Yep. So as a prosecutor, Jones focused on domestic violence cases, but only a few uh, only a few months later, she was killed on August 5th, 1965, at the age of 34. Wow. She was murdered. Her killing was first attributed to drowning, and her body was retrieved from the Ohio River. Witnesses saw two black males drag a screaming woman into the backseat of a car like the Ford Fairline Miss Jones was driving. Now, this was uh, just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think it was two black guys. You okay. know, it was just That's fair. This is my opinion. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cold case, so it's, yep. it's all speculation. So um, so they were saying that the witnesses saw these two witness black testimony guys. is notoriously unreliable. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the witness said they saw two black guys dragging a screaming woman um, to the back seat of a car, like the uh, the car she was driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to the police records, however, her car was found several blocks from um, the Sherman Minton Bridge with blood inside, and the subsequent and a subsequent autopsy determined that she had been subjected to several um, several severe blows to the head mm. before entering the water. And her killing, you know, obviously this is cocaine, so it was never solved. Yeah. So Miss Shacklin, Miss Shacklin is um uh Miss Alberta's sister. Okay. Um, so Miss Shacklin believes that whoever murdered her sister was paid by others. I don't mm. know who, but she stepped on some toes. She's and she stepped on a lot of toes. Yeah. Obviously during her time. So during the story, this reminds me of what was the guy's name uh from the um the story I did, I think two episodes ago. Uh, what's his name? J- Jerry Paul. What was his name? Jerry Paul. Yeah, Jerry Paul, the guy from uh podcast, but outside. Yeah, J- Jerry Paul. I think that's his name. This reminded me of his his story of what he. Yeah, but Jerry Paul through. can step on toes because he's a white man. He was a white man, but he did get a lot of backlash for what stuff he was doing. I agree. Yeah, I'm just saying the backlash that he receives, it can go a little further with a black woman. Okay. So I have I don't have a hard time believing that. This was some nefarious shit that happened to her. 
with Jerry Paul, it's just like some fuck yous, you're a race traitor, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and again, let me let me walk a fine line because there were absolutely white uh what is the word they like to use these days, but you know, people use it. Allies. Uh-huh. There were white allies during the civil rights movement who absolutely got their fucking dome shattered by bricks and died and were murdered in the defense and helping out in the cause for civil rights. So yeah. I want to make sure I'm not saying like, oh, Jerry Paul, nobody would kill Jerry Paul because he's white and he was defending black people. It is possible, but it's a little more it's a little more aggressive and dangerous for a black woman to be like stepping on toes and getting out of place and getting quote unquote uppity at a time like this. Yeah, that's true. True. But shout out to Jerry Paul. He did some amazing shit. Oh yeah, for sure. So um in all in all the years police investigated Mrs. Jones' murder, reopening the case twice, they have never developed a dominant theory about suspects uh, or motive, mm. according to records and Sergeant Owen, the current investigator. So one theory pursued in the nineteen sixty was that she was killed by the Nation of Islam because its leader, Elijah Muhammad, coveted the fifteen percent mm. of Ali's earnings that Miss Jones managed. <sighs> what do you think about that? I don't like to talk about Elijah Muhammad. Uh, I don't even know who the hell he is. To be quite honest with you, we should. Uh, who is he? I don't. He is uh, the leader of the Nation of Islam. Controversial figure. Says some interesting things. Says some controversial things. Like what? Can I, can I get an example? No, not you for me. On it? Not for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Why no. not? I'm if he me. said this, I don't know why you can't. Repeat. Well, he didn't say that. That's alleged. No, no, I'm talking about said. what you other stuff, controversial stuff you um, said. Um, what's the next sentence? Okay, can you give me like an example of something close to what he said? Probably not. No, no, Damn. I don't think I can. I don't want to. Uh, I'm okay. But All respect right. to the honorable, okay. honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay. I, don't, I don't, Elijah Muhammad. <laughs> I don't want. I'm cool. I'm cool. All right. Uh, but yeah. So they were saying that. Uh, he was maybe killed by the Nation of Islam because of its leader. Mm-hmm. A black detective working the case at the time who was interviewed by the police in the 1980s said that when he was pursuing this angle, his wife received death threats. Sergeant Owen said the Nation of Islam theory has never been uh, substantiated. I haven't seen any evidence to indicate uh, that aside from um, hearsay. So Yeah. Just Now, what I'll also say is, just move, I'm not going to mention any of that, but okay. I just saw Judas in the Judas and the Black Messiah on HBO Max. And I was very aware of the story of Fred Hampton. The FBI absolutely murdered Fred Hampton in cold blood in his home while his, his pregnant girlfriend, girlfriend was in bed with him. But it, it's just as possible that the FBI or these intelligence agencies see problems and they take care of them, you know? Now, I don't know about a local, you know, mover and shaker like Alberta Jones on such a low level. Yeah. This could have absolutely just been an accident, but it could have been a a, a, a planned attack to, yeah. to snuff out somebody that they felt could be a problem for them in galvanizing people in the civil rights movement. That That is possible. You know, This woman was an incredible person, incredible enough to be memorialized on this bank and things yeah. of that nature, so um, that's absolutely possible. Um, that's yeah. crazy to hear shit like that though. People trying to change the world and then bro, you should you should I know I, I know it's hard to get you to watch shit. But <laughs> if you get a chance, you should watch Judas and the Black Messiah. It is incredibly um interesting to see a truth depicted. The FBI 
felt like Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party were a danger to society. And they felt like he could galvanize the people to do all kind of Marxist and socialist things. Yeah. And so they 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 got him on a whatever charge they could get him to put him in jail so he couldn't give his speeches anymore. And then apparently, according to the movie, allegedly, they decided that prison wasn't enough. That was only making people a martyr. And so they said, we're not going to send Fred Hampton to jail again. Killed him. Dang. On a lighter note, though, it's funny. I saw a funny tweet that was like, um, uh, after the civil rights was pa- the civil after the civil rights bill was passed, and black people went to these uh, whites only restaurants for the first time, and they were like, "This shit is not even busting like that." Like, this is the- y'all was keeping us from eating this whack ass food. You know, like, this, is fucking- this is the pecan pie. <laughs> this shit is whack. It's trash. I should have kept it the way y'all had. Y'all don't put no paprika in these uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah. So, um, all the physical evidence from 1965 has been lost. In 2008, the police got what looked to be a major break, mm-hmm. a match on a fingerprint found on on um, uh, the fair line Miss Jones was driving. The belated murder investigation by Louisville police contributed to her murder never being solved. Mm. The follow-up police investigation determined that she had been beaten unconscious with a brick, and witnesses mm. recall seeing a body tossed by three un- unidentified men, not identified, yeah. men now, from the now bridge, three, and now it's three of them, yep, where her purse was later found. In 2017, efforts were made to reopen the Jones case. So detectives involved in the initial investigation were interviewed in the hope that new leads had surfaced over uh, 52 years since the killing. 52 years. Yeah. Professor and attorney Lee Remington, who was doing research for a biography, found clues to the murder and sent a letter to Louisville police, who agreed to reopen the case. The Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice also began investigation. The investigation is funded by a new law, the Emmett Till Unsolved Civil Rights Crime Act. Mm. I've never even heard of that before. That's, yeah, I, mean, I think that's pretty dope. Which provides a, which provides thirteen point five million million annual fund to the um to the Department of Justice, that the FBI and the state local law enforcement agencies to investigate and prosecute pre nineteen nineties pre nineteen seventies killings. I thought that was, I think that was, that is, it's dope in a sense, but it's also incredibly sad because you think about how many people didn't get justice. And so they have to go back and retroactively find these evil people who got away with killing somebody and have lived their whole full life, probably probably died. Yeah, probably (laughs) died. And now you go back and say, oh, a bunch of racist dudes beat that kid to death or raped that woman or murdered that dad and burned this house down. So you guys were right. I know you guys said, I know you guys have been saying for the last 40 years that your neighbor, your racist neighbor did this, but now we proved it through trial. So, you know, congratulations. So, you know, but that's just, that's just the, that's just the pessimist in me and and the cynic in me. And I just find the, the not dope angles. And so that is dope that they are allocating money for, to give people justice retroactively. But it's like, it make all it for me. It, it takes me back and makes me think about a time where, you know, uh, a white man could just like spit on a black woman in the streets, and it's just yeah. like I didn't do that, and just move on with his life. And yeah. you know, it's, you know, so yeah. So on the night of her death, Jones Jones's mother said that her daughter had gone to meet a friend to discuss a lawsuit, but Jones never returned home. Witnesses later report seeing a body tossed in the river by three men, but nobody was charged. In 2008, the FBI matched the fingerprint that was found inside Jones's car to a man uh, who was 17 at the time, but mm. the police decided not to pursue the case. Due did, to a did loss... Did say his race or his ethnicity? In it? No. Oh, okay. 
So due to the loss of evidence and the death of investigators and witnesses, they said he admitted in 2008 to detectives that he used that he used to hang out in the park with friends one block from um, where witnesses saw where witnesses saw the the woman dragged into the car uh-huh. to the back of the car. So, however, Lee Remington um, and a, an associated professor of political science at um, Bellarmine University and pre-law program director investigated Jones's murder her, herself. She found out that the detectives that the police had said were dead were still alive and requested that the Louisville Metro Police Department reopen investigation, which they did, though the case still remains unsolved. Wow. So... You know what? It sounds shady for where, sure. Where, you know, you don't know what's the truth. You don't know what's a lie. People saying the people that worked on the case is dead. Yeah. They're still alive. The witnesses, you know, shit is all over the place. It sounds, from, sounds like, it sounds like cover-ups. Yeah, for but sure. I don't know. Went from two white men to three, three black men to unidentified. And it's like, oh. So. The the, the, the officers were dead and they're not dead. Yeah, it's a lot the of dude, the fingerprints they found of the 17-year-old boy. They just did it. Whatever. Why was his fingers on the car? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. What they said, I saw another article. Um, you know, when you read multiple articles, you just get all these different types of stories. But they yeah. said that this guy, the, the fingerprints that they found in the car, mm-hmm. um, now the car that she had was a rental car. Right. Okay. So they were saying that. Could have just he, he could have had, had the car before her. His buddy had the car before her. Got it. And that's why his fingerprints is on the stern. Well, I don't know something, but. I guess. Oh, could be an, I'm could not be very. Case. I'm not well versed in fingerprints, so I don't know anything Maybe, about how long so. they last or how, you know. So yeah, I guess. Yep. Wow. But the states remain soft. You know, who knows if it gets soft or not. Um, That's the thing about Alberta Jones. Rest in peace, to Alberta Jones, for sure. That's the thing about cases like this. They get to a point where the only thing that's gonna break that case wide open is a confession. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, in in the in the um, in the Joseph D'Angelo, the Golden State Killer case. DNA was found, but it was DNA through like twenty three and me. But they don't seem they don't have any DNA. So yeah, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be through confession. It's like Emmett Till, the Emmett Till case with that the the woman who who accused him of like groping her on her deathbed was like That's crazy. I was lying. Beep you know, so it's gonna take something like that for this case to be solved. I don't think there's gonna be some piece of evidence that gets found that breaks the case wide open it's going to take a person on their deathbed being like yo it was me yo, i did that and then they die yep. so prayers to rest in peace to alberta jones it sounds like she really was a pioneer and a leader and uh paved the way for activists of today to go back and look at her her blueprint and learn how to galvanize people in your community and spread the word on voting because it's funny like everybody thinks voting is bullshit man but you got to think about if voting is so bullshit, why did they make so many laws and, and loopholes and shit to get you to not be able to do it? Yeah. Think just the really I really want people to think about that. If it's bullshit, it doesn't change anything. Why are these governors and these politicians all the time groveling, going on news stations? Oh, I put hot sauce on in my bag. All these they go out and make goofies of themselves. <laughs> Every day they go out and make fools of themselves to get your vote. Yeah. If it's such bullshit, why are they doing that? Why are they willing to go and be like, oh, I'm going to go uh, do a homeless food drive this weekend for just this one time just to get a picture so people want to vote for me? If, they're, if they are doing all of those things, if gerrymandering and, you know, and, and voter ID laws and all these crazy things, 
Why are they doing those things? If a vote is bullshit and it doesn't matter, why are they doing it? Something to think about, man. I don't know. You got anything else? No. Nah. Rest, rest in peace. peace rest yeah. in peace to Alberta Jones, man. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you guys some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, it is my turn to give my affirmative murder this week. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Uh, this week, I'm doing the story of Milton Johnson and the Summer of Terror. Okay. Okay. And I will um, take a little sip. The Summer of Terror. Hmm. Ah, swiggy swig. What is this, August? Is there like a time It's definitely in the summer. Okay. <clears throat> In the summer of 1983, the national media was transfixed by the town of, Jola- of Joliet, Illinois, dubbing it the Town of Terror. Joliet was a quiet town populated by less than 75,000 people at the time. But in a two-month period, this sleepy town was shaken by a string of 14 horrific homicides and two attempted homicides as police were scrambling to sift through evidence. In the summer? In the summer. In a short summer, too. It wasn't like... It shit started in June and right. went to like middle of September. It was like right in the middle of summer craziness. The, the whole town erupted in chaos. A small town. Uh, just prior to the first set of murders, Milton Johnson had been released after completing a 13-year sentence for the rape and robbery of an 18-year-old woman in Joliet, in Joliet, Pil- Joliet Pilcher Park. The parole board declared that Johnson was ready to be reassimilated into society and that he no longer posed a, a serious threat. He was released on March 9th of 1983. On June 25th, two elderly sisters, who were also next-door neighbors, were found dead after, firefight- after firefighters responded to a call. The culprit shot both of them in the home where they had been raised Damn. And, the, and then doused their bodies in an accelerant of some kind and set them ablaze. That's different, man. Somebody just chill like that. The victims' families described Zeta Bloom and... Honora Lamont as two sweethearts who would do anything to help their friends and family. When investigators arrived to the scene, they found that Mrs. Miss Bloom was the victim of a breaking and entering and that she had likely been taken by force from her home to her sister's home. Upon arrival at Honora's home, the detective speculated that the assailant had shot Zeta in the stomach after which he turned his sights on Honora. He struck her in the head with a hammer a multitude of times, and then he raped her with with a kitchen utensil before fatally shooting her. He's by himself? Yeah. After ransacking the home for valuables, he torched their bodies to the point that dental records were required for identification and fled. Officers were barely able to process the brutal nature of this crime before they were rocked once again on July 2nd with another double murder. In the township of Milton, Illinois, first responders discovered the bodies of Terry Lynn Johnson and Kenneth Chancellor. Mrs. Johnson had been raped, and both had been robbed before the killer dumped their bodies. Now, murder cases were more common 40 miles up the road in neighboring Chicago. But in the town of, but in Will County, murders were not only, but were not nearly as common, especially not two double murders within a week. Yeah. So they had killed these two sisters, and then now they're faced with these uh, another double homicide a week later, not far from where the first thing happened. And they're like, this is not, this is a small town. It's less than 75,000 people in this town. This is something that, like, 
people just if it only if it went no further than this, people in this town will remember this week for the rest of like the town ta- the 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 history of Will County. Yeah, you know. So it was a double murder, and both it was two victims that was raped in each one. No, it was right. a double murder. Yes, yes, it was double. It was a double murder, and one victim from That's, each. Yeah, was, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, okay. yes. One was raped. This one of the sisters was raped in the yeah, first, yeah, yeah. and then the woman was raped in this double murder that happened a week later. Yeah. So yes. Detectives investigated the cases separately, but did not rule them out as being connected. Two weeks later, a couple was parked on the side of the road when a black male approached and shot both of them, killing them instantly, after which he robbed them. As he was rummaging through the vehicle, two sheriff's deputies pulled up to check on the parked car. The killer informed them that the battery in the car was dead and he could use a jump. As the officers exited the vehicle to assist the killer sprang from in front of the parked vehicle and shot both of them, mm. instantly killing Stephen Mayer, Sheriff's Deputy Stephen Mayer, and fatally wounding Sheriff's Deputy uh, Dennis Foley, who would succumb to his injuries a month later. Wow. As the killer tried to escape, this is crazy. All of this is crazy, but this shit is wild. As the killer tried to escape, the wounded Dennis Foley managed to flag down a passing car. But as the car slowed, the maniacal gunman shot the passengers in that car. Damn. Killing the driver and seriously wounding the passenger, hitting her, or the, the driver's name was George Keel, and seriously wounding the female passenger who's unidentified because she survived, thankfully. Uh, she shot her six times. She so this is moments after he killed two police officers. He just shot the two police officers, and then the, the, uh, one, of the, the, one of the sheriff's deputies, Dennis Foley, is on the ground you know, struggling for his life, and he yeah. flags down a car that's just like, you know, listening to the Doobie Brothers and riding down the road. So they're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And as soon as they pull over, the, the gunman busts shots at that car. Shit. So you get waved down, and then you, this guy gets murdered, trying to be a good Samaritan. Yeah, so George Keel was, was murdered, and his passenger, a female, was shot six times. The killer fled the scene with Deputy, Deputy Mayor's gun and wallet and the valuables of every victim at the scene. So he robbed everybody at the at the scene that he shot. That's nothing new. He's just been robbing people. Yeah, this is this this is some Grand Theft Auto shit though. This is some next level shit, where it's just like back to back to back to yeah. back shot, rob, steal the stuff. It's crazy. Deputy Foley was shot in the mouth and was unable to communicate on his radio, but managed to turn on his sirens. Police eventually arrived on the scene, blown away at the carnage. Uh, the carnage was later would later be called the Homer Township ambush. Officers had no suspects other than a survivor's account of seeing a black man doing the killing. They had hoped that Dennis Foley would eventually recover and have insight, but as I said in, uh, a, a moment ago, uh, his health gradually declined and he eventually succumbed to his injuries about a month later on August seventeenth. The officer, right? The officer, Dennis Foley. So he, yeah. they were hoping that he would have some insight. Hopefully, he would recover and be able to identify somebody. But he was in a coma, I believe, and he died a month later. Damn. Only a day after the massacre, the massacre, just the shit I just described. Only a day after the massacre, police had yet another murder on their hands. This time it was, and again, this is a town of for less than seventy five thousand people. It's this is like people are staying in the house. Like remember when the uh, the uh, DC sniper was doing shit, cra- yeah. going crazy, and we had to stay home. Yeah, and from from Baltimore to DC, millions of people. Yeah, and they were like, "Don't go outside." Yeah. So imagine an even smaller radius than that. It's like man, just fuck a curfew. Don't go outside. Schools canceled. 
Fuck it. What, what was this? The eighties? Uh, this was 90? yeah, eighty three. Yeah, it was eighty. The summer of eighty three. You in a way, he could be like super close. Yeah, exactly. It's such That's a small town. It's, yeah. So the victim this time was eighteen year old Anthony Hackett. He and a date were returning from a carnival, and they stopped on the side of a road to get some rest before a long drive home. At 1.30 a.m. on July 17th, the couple was awakened by someone tapping loudly on the driver's side window. As Anthony rolled down his window, he was shot in the chest by a 357 Magnum multiple times and died instantly. Damn. His date, who was in the back seat asleep, was awakened by the gunshots. The killer demanded all of her valuables, and she acquiesced in hopes of survival. Not satisfied with his take, the killer kidnapped the young woman and put her in his truck, and then sped off. After driving for a bit, he pulled over on the side of the road, and he raped her. He then drove a bit longer, pulled over once more, and stabbed her in the chest multiple times with a steak knife, narrowly missing her heart. What's the point of that? He raped her. She saw his face. He murdered somebody. I'm talking about, like, the drive, the driving distance I'm talking about. That I don't know. Yes, I mean, he was like, contemplating, thinking about what he was going to do. Maybe he thought about not killing her. For a second, and then you know his maniacal sickness took over once again, and he was like, "No, nah, fuck that, I'm fuck her. Yeah, she doesn't matter to me." Um, so he stabbed her multiple times. He barely missed her heart. He then took her lifeless body and dumped it on the side of the road, thinking she was dead. An hour later, around five thirty a.m., a passing car of hunters who were out to start an early morning of going hunting spotted the woman on the side of the road and picked her up and rushed her to the hospital. And after an emergency surgery, the woman pulled through. That's good. Police began to believe that this trail of mayhem might all be connected. But the only evidence that they had was a black male witnessed at a few of the crime scenes. So that's the only lead they had. A month later, on August 20th, the killer struck again for the final time at a local Joliet ceramic shop. Four women were brutally murdered. The killer visited the shop just after 11 a.m. and demanded the money in the till and forced the women to the rear of the shop. After getting a small sum of money, he stabbed each woman between 7 and 15 times. And then he shot the oldest woman once in the stomach. At 1130, so all that took place in a half an hour, came in, rounded everybody up, got the money, took everybody in the back, started fucking stabbing and shooting craziness at 11 30 two frequent customers came in surprised to see the doors wide open but no one at the counter as they called out for a shop attendant they noticed what appeared to be a body lying in a pool of blood in a hallway leading to the rear of the shop horrified that the killer was still in the building they quietly found a phone and called the police in the building yeah, they, they like they got behind the counter and oh. called and used the like the shop phone. Oh. But they were quiet about it. I think the something that saved them probably is that the door was open so it didn't go bring bring oh, when they yeah. came okay, in. Okay, gotcha. So they could go like yeah, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, yeah. and be quiet about it and then get on the phone. Thankfully. The police arrived at the scene to find the bodies of Marilyn Bears, Barbara Dunbar, Anna Agnes Ryan, and Pamela Ryan with no evidence of sexual assault. Investigators noticed that the stab wound, they noted that the stab wounds were similar to those in the survivor of the July 17th attack. 
I guess a steak knife. Like the t- that's crazy. That shit trips me out. Where it's like this knife is serrated. Like they can tell by the entry wounds what type of knife and the details on the knife. If it was a thin knife, a yeah. thick knife. So I assume that's what they mean by it was similar. Uh, so they noticed that the knife attack was similar to the July seventeenth attack, and that Anna Ryan had been shot with a three fifty seven Magnum, the same caliber used in the July seventeenth attack to These shoot the driver. The same two weapons. Yeah. It could have even have been the, the the police officer's weapon who he murdered. He took his gun. True. Uh, de- uh, Sheriff's deputy mayor. Police suspected that the two attacks might be related to each other and possibly to the three unsolved attacks. They searched frantically for clues, but the case was stalled until February of 1984. A woman told police about a dark pickup truck that had followed her and passed her numerous times while she was driving in July near the scene of one of the crimes. Her passenger had managed to get the license plate number of this truck when it passed one final time. And acting on this tip, police traced the vehicle to the Johns- to Johnson's stepfather, to Milton Johnson's stepfather. This is why you shouldn't let people just drive around in your shit, man. I got plenty of family members. I had an uncle. I, I have an I have uncle. That's a whole long story. I'm not going to get it to you. I have an uncle who was out in the streets doing dirt and he was doing it in my grandfather's car. You know, now if you get caught or you drive or you like get into some shit and you just dump the car. Yeah. When they run the plates, it's going to go to the person who owns it, who owns it. Yeah. So it's so disrespectful to just to do dirt in somebody else's shit. It's crazy. It's so it's crazy. Police approached the owner of the truck, who was Johnson's stepfather. Uh, searching for the uh, about about searching the vehicle, so they were like, you know, hey, your your vehicle was involved in this. We would like to search your car, vehicle. After signing a consent form, he agreed to let them have a look. Inside, they found hair samples matching the woman who survived the attack on July seventeenth. They also found a bloody knife, blood stains, and a receipt for a Tasmanian Devil doll from Anthony Hackett's wallet because they went to the carnival that night. Which also, you know, man, win the prizes, bro. I understand. You bought them. Yeah, I understand. Man. You can't knock the milk all the all the milk bottles off of the pyramid, or you can't make. You know, I know the rims the rims are bent, but I refuse. <laughs> I will spend. I will spend a hundred dollars to win a Tasmanian yeah, Devil too. before I buy it. Yeah. Imagine you go to the, the mall, you get that same Tweety Bird for three dollars. Yeah. You spend twenty dollars on it. No. But you spend a hundred dollars playing a game. It's the pride, man. I still want it. I want it. I right. want it. In that in that scenario, I want it. I got you. I spent hundred dollars, but I want it. I beat the game. But you get the same doll. You never played. $3. You never played Tekken or Frogger or something that like a um arcade at, a, at a, like a store. Yeah. And you put the quarters in. Yeah. I'd put a I'd put a hundred dollars of quarters in a machine to, to beat the game. It's not as fun when you go buy the game. Oh, I have an Atari at home, or I have a Sega Dreamcast, and you just have the game at home. You play it for free. No, I put a quarter in. I'll put a million quarters in there to beat this game so that my name could be the top. A-J-W. Too much. I get it, though. You don't get it, man. You got kids. You got legacies to leave behind. I don't have a legacy, friend. My legacy is left behind on the high scores of these video games. Yeah. And people chanting my name and whispering my accomplishments from these carnivals and things like that. Nobody cares. When I I beat these games. Oh, that's the guy. He tossed. he he, He slapped down the thing, and the frog went up and went right in the bowl. He got all the prizes. Nobody remembers that. That's how my name will live through the echoes and the annals of history. You have fucking kids and Nobody shit like that. that. You don't have to say that. That hurt me. I get that.
ways of uh, leaving a legacy. That's that, my way, man. That's, all, that's all I have. And you just were like, yeah, nobody gives a shit. Somebody go beat somebody go, well, who the hell is that up top? He's a bitch. I'm beat that school. And then you move to second, and then you <laughs> you forgotten about and that. I forgot about history. <laughs> forgets me. Okay, cool. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, they found Anthony Hackett's uh, receipt from Anthony Hackett's wallet. Convinced that Johnson was the killer, they obtained That's a search. Stepdad, though, stepdad, right? I think that I think the stepdad was like, "This isn't me. My son drives this car." So uh, they were convinced that it was Johnson who was the killer. They obtained a search warrant for the house, where they found a three fifty seven Magnum where they found 357 Magnum shell casings matching those found at the crime scene. On March 9th, Johnson participated in a police lineup after one of the surviving witnesses picked his photo out of a, a, a police mugshot lineup, and she positively, positively identified Johnson as the man who had attempted to kill her and who had killed Anthony Hackett. This is the woman who was stabbed with the steak knife. Not only was she positive that he was the killer, but she also told a prison review board 19 years later I know he did this thing. I saw him. I saw him open the door to the car and he didn't know I was in the car. I saw him when he raped me and I saw him when he stabbed me right below the heart. So she made sure he wasn't getting parole. Yeah. She came back 20 years later. So she commit kudos to her. Strong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's amazing. After this investigators found additional ties to the evidence from the other murders at the scene of the Homer township ambush a receipt belonging to his stepfather had blown out of Johnson's truck as he fled the scene. While at the sur- yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean that's just that's God being like, no, nah, this guy's going, <laughs> this guy's going yeah. off like fucking and fucking blew some shit. That's that's God, you know, trying to fucking get this guy out of here. While at the ceramic shop massacre, Johnson's fingerprints were found both in the shop and on Pamela Ryan's pickup truck. Additionally. There were eyewitness reports that he had been seen harassing women in his stepfather's pickup truck that summer. With this body of evidence, a jury of his peers sentenced him to death for the uh, for the murder of Anthony Hackett and the ceramic shop murders where he stabbed four women and shot them and everything. Prosecutors felt no need at the time to pursue charges in other murders due to the sentence awarded. So, you know, it would have been nice for everybody to get their justice and hear their names read in court, but he was given a sentence of death, and there's not really much else you can get after that yeah. other than, you know, it, you, him being convicted for your murder, which is, that does mean something. In a huge blow to the families of the victims, in 2000, Governor George Ryan commuted his sentence in a political move to commute all serving on death row in Illinois to life in prison. So he basically abolished the death penalty in Illinois, which, you know, that's the hard thing. I want to take a second. Actually, I'm going to stop reading my story. That's the hard part about being for the abolition of the death penalty, right? Because there are people who did horribly despicable things and were proven to have done them who are in prison. And whether they whether or not they des- deserve to die, I don't feel like that's up to us as people. I don't know if that's, you know, if we have that right. But... I don't care. My issue with the death penalty is that there is a, it's been proven that at least 15 to 20% of people who are killed on death row are innocent. Yeah. And I'm not comfortable with anybody dying on death row who was innocent. No matter what percentage it is. No matter what percentage it is yeah. because the the person who is guilty did something really horrible. I don't think that's a fair trade-off. So 
That's my reason for being anti-death penalty. But at the same time, when I hear a story about somebody that was, oh, he absolutely murdered all those kids or did this or murdered these people or whatever, and it's like the story ends and, and he was put to death. It's like, fuck him. Good riddance. I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's, that's, I have no compassion for people who do terrible, murderous, horrible things to anybody. But that's not my problem with the death penalty. I will I will continue the story. So while still upset about the death sentences being commuted, the families were dealt another blow in 2002. On January 1st of that year, the Illinois State Supreme Court reversed the charges in part for the murder of Anthony Hackett and demanded that a new trial take place. They based their decision not on the testimony of the survivor of this attack, nor the physical evidence found, but on two technicalities. First, Johnson's public defender did not handle himself, uh, you know, right and made poor choices in his represent representation of Johnson. Secondly, because the rape kit that was performed on the survivor had not been analyzed properly to see if Johnson was proven the attacker, the court believed that Johnson's rights had been, had been violated. So basically they got them on, you know how they sometimes I've, I've read stories where people, Maybe not in the murder case. I don't know. I can't think of one offhand. But there have been cases of people who maybe committed a robbery or uh, an assault. And they go, well, you didn't read them their Miranda rights yeah. when you arrested them. So the case is dismissed. Because Damn. you violated their civil rights by not reading them their rights at the time that you arrested them. It's like a technicality. It's like, you did it. You committed the crime. But something along the way wasn't done correctly. That's crazy. And so the whole case is dismissed and you're released. Which I agree, that's absolutely crazy. Despite the subsequent appeals by the families and the additional attempts by Will County prosecutors to bring uh, Milton Johnson to trial for the additional murders, to this date, their attempts have been unsuccessful. Johnson is currently serving a life sentence in general population for the ceramic shop murders. Police are positive that he is responsible for 14 murders, and they have speculated that he might be responsible for two additional murders, which occurred between his last known murder and his captor. And between his last known murder and his capture. So I want to say rest in peace to Zeta Bloom, who was 66 years old. Honora Bloom Lamont, who was 67 years old. That's her big sister. Rest in peace to them. Terry Lynn Johnson, Kenneth Chancellor, Stephen Mayer, Kathleen Norwood, Richard Paulin, George Keel, Dennis Foley, Anthony Hackett, Marilyn Bears, Pamela Ryan, Anna Agnes Ryan, and Barbara Dunbar, those last four were at the, the ceramic shop murders. And he was responsible for how many again? Four, 14. They believe. Okay. But he was only convicted of the four from the ceramic shop murder. Mm. And his his death sentence was commuted to life. Mm. So. Get off easy. He did. Um, I believe I believe he's still alive. I don't know that for sure. He could have, you know, he could have died in the last couple years or something. I didn't, I didn't check. Um, but he... Last I checked, last I looked up, he was serving his sentence out in general population. So, yeah. Rest in peace to all his victims and fuck that guy. But we're going to get into the good vibes, man, because this is the time. We turn things around. It's good vibes. We, you know, we pop bottles earlier. We can get back into that vibe. We're going to kind of wash away all this despair and sadness. And uh, let's get into that. Good, That's right, folks. It's time for another Good Vibes segment. Sorry, I had some Prosecco in my throat. Uh, 
Listen, this this episode kicked off with uh, vibes and positivity like none other. I don't know if we can top that, but you know we're gonna go with some worldly things that make people feel good, as far as good vibes go. To take this on out, and uh, my good vibe story this week is a story about volunteers in Texas that were able to save thousands of sea turtles from the shocking cold weather that hit them uh, over the past week. Uh, in the midst of the mind-boggling severe cold snap. Heroic efforts are being made in Texas by warm-blooded animals to save thousands of their cold-blooded neighbors who lack the ability to fend off the freezing temperatures. Volunteers at Sea Turtle dot, or Sea Turtle Inc. Rehabilitation Center and among the local community uh, on South Padre Island in the Gulf have so far rescued more than 4,900 sea turtles from death by stunning cold, an event that causes the turtles to fall into comatose in the water if it if, if the water drops below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, so they're not used to that. No, I guess oh. I guess not. Especially not in the Gulf. Oh, okay. In the Gulf, you I mean you're between Mexico and Texas. I mean, yeah. it's always warm. So some shit like that, you're like, oh shit, go to sleep, and you just and turtles are amphibious, but I think eventually they need to come up and breathe water, breathe air. They can't hold their breath for a long time, but they do need to come up and get air eventually. Yeah. So this shit hits them, they go in hibernation and they drown. Damn. Yeah, uh, the normally balmy lagoon of the south tip of Texas is a place where sea turtles live year-round. A rarity for the mig- for the migratory species, but the area lost power earlier this week. Volunteer efforts had volunteer efforts had by Tuesday already managed to scoop up 1,700 turtles, lining uh, lining them up in rows on tarps in a nearby convention center that was donated for an emergency space. The community tried to help the, the turtles out out of their comatose state by warming them up in kiddie pools. By the end of the day, there were 3,500 turtles in the makeshift ITCU. Hey. <laughs> Intensive Turtle Care Unit. <laughs> uh, that's very clever. Uh, meanwhile, in the Gulf of Texas, game... Wa- uh, oh, I'm sorry. Meanwhile, in the Gulf, Texas game wardens used lost... The- oh, I'm sorry. Texas game wardens used patrol boats to fish out the hundred, the hundreds more that had lost the ability to move their flippers in the cold water. According to an update by Wendy Knight, executive director of Sea Turtle Inc., another thousand cold stunned turtles had been brought in, including one that was 150 years old and Damn. weighed 400 pounds. Yeah, sea turtles. I, I think they're another one they of those. Like, well, no, no, nothing lives forever. They can live a long time, but I think they're also like this. Might be from <laughs> this. Might be based on a shitty movie, but I think anacondas. They as long as they live, they keep growing. So I think sea turtles might be like that too. So that's why it's 150 years old, 400 pounds. It's like every they keep living, they're gonna keep eating and growing. And what's the oldest one? It's a good question. Who knows? Might be blown away some days. Like this is a four hundred year old, a sea turtle. Yeah, it's a sea turtle. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, this is a quote that says, "The love and support of the people who just want to help uh, means more than anything, and it's very overwhelming." That's what Wendy Knight said. It's a huge opportunity. It's a huge community effort. This is according. This is what Gina McClin said. Uh, she's a seventy-one-year-old retired professor and volunteer. And she told the Washington Post that we very often don't even think about uh, the cold's impact on animals because we're so worried about our own electricity and water. With this kind of event, it's a classic display of humanity towards animals. And 
that's that's not super common these days. I mean, it's it's common in these circles, but a lot of people. When you think about deforestation and animals being displaced, a lot of people don't give a shit about that, man. My my, uh, some people behind my house bought bought a, the house behind me, and there was this huge tree. It was probably one of the biggest trees in the neighborhood. As soon as they moved in, they cut that shit down. Displaced all the squirrels, and who else knows what else lives in that neighborhood? So we need to get more connected to nature again, man. It's just it's a necessity, bro. We have to live in harmony with the planet. I continue. I'll get off my hippie bullshit. Uh, SpaceX's Boca Chica launch facility came Tuesday night and delivered a massive commercial generator to sea turtle inc which they use to power the heating of their enormous tanks and the equipment in their hospital this kind of reach out from from our community sponsors spacex there there are no words to explain the gratitude we have this is according to wendy knight she said this on facebook in a facebook video update they came to us in our darkest hour of need and got us a generator that was complex to find and even more complex to wire in our system SpaceX employees actually re- uh, SpaceX employees actually rescued nearly a, another thousand turtles all on their own. And after the power came back, Knight discovered that the storm had damaged or ruined all 10 of the heaters and coolers used for the large community tanks. And so Sea Turtle Inc. has started a fundraiser so that they're able to make the repairs or afford replacements. They've currently raised 25% of their targeted goal. Um, I'm going to try to find the link and share it on Twitter if I can. Uh, she also noted that they have lived through the largest cold stunning event in recorded history. This is what happened in Texas. I want to say that again. She noted that they they had lived through the largest cold stunning event in recorded history. And it would have been Armageddon if not for the enormous influx of volunteer time, money and other resources. Cheers to everyone who got involved with the Herculean effort to help the sea turtles. So I just, you know, um, we're not in Texas. I know there's people that are like living in Alaska or, you know, other you know places that get hit with extreme cold. You know, yeah. you, you know, us here in the East Coast. But for a place that's not set up and equipped for when the shit goes that way, it can be devastating. Like us, you know, we I think we take not take for granted because it, it, we know every year it's you should be prepared for snow here. Yeah. But in Texas, they aren't. So. It is crazy to think that they got hit with this crazy amount of snow and ice and all these things. They don't have salt trucks. They don't have snow plows. And uh, none of their none of their like uh, electric equipment is weatherproofed for cold weather because they're like, it's Texas. It's never going to get freezing cold here. And then it did. And shit went crazy. Yeah. And we saw what happened. So I feel like the best advice to give is like always, you know, ex- you know, prepare for the worst, but expect the best. It's Texas. It's always going to be warm. Barbecue. We wear shorts. We do what we want. Texas, Lone Star State. But have the have the fucking contingency plan for if you get some the day after tomorrow shit. I wonder what when the last time this happened. That's a good question. I bet it's been I bet it's been 60, 70 years since it was like under 10 degrees in Texas. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not positive, but I, I just feel confident in that because I, I feel like we would have heard about like, yo, everything in Texas just froze 20 years ago. I feel like I would have heard about that. Yeah. This is some this is some shit they were not never prepared for. And it was crazy. But yeah, congratulations and salute to everybody who donated and got out there and really got out there on the boats and saved the sea turtles, man. Yeah. Cuz you know I love finding Nemo friend. You know that's one of my faves, man. And Squirt and the other dude with the little surfer accents, you know those two <laughs> sea turtles. That's yeah. a you know, I don't want to see them out there getting froze and falling asleep and dying in the water. So yeah, salute to them. So the oldest sea turtle is it's said to be 400 years old. Damn. Seen it all. 
That's crazy. And somebody will come through and snap that turtle open and make him into a soup. Yeah. And the oldest, the oldest tortoise is 189 years old. I want you to also just think about what I just said. There's a, there's a, there's a person or like a group of people who either are very wealthy or into weird, like I like to eat exotic shit, who would eat that thing immediately. Just to say, like, I had, I ate the oldest turtle. Yeah. Just to be like, I had some exotic shit. There's some crazy people out in the world that'll eat some crazy, eat a fucking fossil. Yeah, I mean, fossil soup. Ruined, ruined history to fucking satisfy some weird urge they have. Got the money to pay for it. Somebody give it to them. You don't have the money to pay for it, man. Shit is, shit is, it's some shit that's, uh, what do they call it? Priceless. Yeah. That's a word, man. People, people forget about that word, man. Some shit is priceless for a reason. You shouldn't be able to buy it. So you got to buy it on the black market. You shouldn't be buying it. Anyway, Fran, what's your good vibes? I'm not going to talk about yeah, animal cruelty vibe, anymore. My good vibes is uh, a Wisconsin Chick-fil-A worker who won a car and company and a company raffle gives it to a co-worker who bikes to work. Damn. So she only had, she had only worked at the restaurant for five months. Um, yeah, her co-worker had become like second family for the 17-year-old. And then when Haley Bridges won a new car and the Christmas raffle organized for um, Appleton, Wisconsin, Chick-fil-A employees, she knew just what she would do. She gave away the car to her new sister who had been cycling to work in frigid Wisconsin weather. Yep, 19-year-old Hakula's, Hakula's, I don't know how to say that last name. From Honolulu, she's from Honolulu. Okay. Yeah, was commuting to Grand Shoot Restaurant using only two wheels. I was biking every morning, so it was like, so it was a little rough. The 19-year-old told the news. Because I'm from Hawaii, I was like, it's kind of cold. Yeah. At the Christmas party, when the name of the winner was plucked out the bag, um, uh, Akula's, Akula's heard Haley Bridges, and she knew what she was going, she knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Haley had a vow to hand over the car if she had won. Wow. I really just want I really just started crying because I was so happy. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is real. Now I can go grocery shopping. Um she can she can always leave five minutes before her start her shift starts mm. um instead of spending two hours pedaling. That's big. God damn. That changes your sleep schedule and everything. She must she must already Hawaii. have a car the other girl. Hawaii. Hawaii. She what the other girl? Yeah. Yeah man, salute. Because I don't know about that one. It's 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 all salutes, bro. Even if I had a car, I'd be like, I could probably flip this. You know, I'll, I'll keep sell, it. Yeah, I can sell this, this my, for I'll, profit. I'll, I'll keep this car. It, you know, it, people like to talk that shit about man. If I had this, if I had X, Y, Z, I would change the world. Sure. You don't know until you get shit, bro. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, you know. It's good vibes, but I'm just saying. I don't know. I probably would have thought about that. Like, damn, how much is this car worth? I probably looked up the Kelly Blue Book. You say when you don't have it. Yeah, I would have looked up the Kelly Blue Book on that. And then been like, damn, I can get 15K. Mm. If you don't have a car? Yeah, if I if I if I do have a car. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, if I don't if I don't have a car, she's about to say. If I don't get a car, my girl from Hawaii is not getting the car. That's what I I mean. I have the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought you were saying that if you want the car, you No, I'm saying if I have a car, yeah. I'm gonna look up the Kelly Blue Book and go, man, well shit, can I yeah, maybe I can flip this. And then maybe get her, you know, I'll get you a new bike. Get a hoopty. Get you one of the motorized bikes. I don't know about a hoopty. I'll get you like a nice new bike. A motorized bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good compromise. I'll get you a dirt bike. Give you a moped. I'll get you like a little 50. Wisconsin, i get you four wheelers. Yeah, that's cheaper than a car. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good compromise. I'll get, I'll sell the car for 10 racks. 
get you a fifteen hundred dollar four wheeler. Yeah, and then you you know all kinds of weather. And I get you some no. cold, so I get you some warm weather gear, so the cold doesn't cut through you as much yeah. when you're on the four wheeler. It'll give you all day bus pass. Bam! Pass. Better fact, boom. <laughs> hey, because give now you a year's worth of monthly pass. Yeah, you still got. It's still gonna take you the same time to commute. Yeah, but you're chilling. Yeah, on the bus. You it's warm on the bus. You got you know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta learn your stuff. You might make some transfers, but it's all good. You don't have to ride your bike in the wind anymore. Yeah. That's a great solution, friend. I would get her all like a yearly, yearly. life. Yeah. I get your life. Life pass. Life bus pass. Oh no, much that's that less than a car. <laughs> I will wager. <laughs> oh, he's going to what song is this? That's a saxophone. I don't know what that is. It's just a mix, but he's going off. Yeah, I don't know. This mix. What song going. is that? Feeling good on YouTube. No, 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 no. What's the what's the song? Oh, um, yeah. It's your desire. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think so. Yeah. That might be many Ripperton. I don't know. I can't think. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, friend. Yeah, man. Once again, congratulations, bro. Thank you, thank you, man. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. This love thing, man. You creating a family, building a legacy. That's all yep. awesome and beautiful, man. And we are going to Vegas. Yeah, man. We go to Vegas whenever, bro. <laughs> go to Vegas. You know, we go to Vegas. We can go my my grandmother. We play some card games. Yeah, have a nice. You know, and go go hit some clubs. Go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. He's a great restaurant Ooh. out there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Rent no, a Lamborghini. Go. How much Lamborghini costs out there? Probably not as much as you would think, because they want really? you to do that. Now, what's Ooh. cheap? One time, I went to the Red Rocks, and we just went to go. Um, when me and Sierra went to go visit my my grandmother. We went just like. Rock like um, hiking, yeah, and we saw like it, it had to be a bachelor party. They had like four Mustangs, mm. like they all had Mustangs. They put, <laughs> bro, it's crazy, bro. Get the bottle. Like it was like I don't know why they came out to the mountains, yeah, you know. But maybe they wanted to get like a picture on on top of a a, a cliff or something. But they all pulled up. It was like boom, yellow, Mustangs? blue, red, green. Nah, like, that's boring. But I'm just, but I'm just saying they rented four of them. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it was like no. you can't yeah, rent that's four Lamborghini. Why can't you? Well, I'm getting. We all get. You want to get? We all get. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, like, everybody, everybody, got everybody, 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 oh, you going hard? Lamb-gay. Okay, everybody's getting Lamb-gay. everybody getting Lamb-gay. Fuck Lamb-gay. it, hey man, hey, join the Patreon, bro. <laughs> Listen, join the Patreon. It's great content on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get Fran a Lamborghini <laughs> for his bachelor party. We have to. It's a mu- it's a necessity. It's a must yeah. get. Get Fran the Lambo, Frambo. Yeah. Uh, Fred, <laughs> before we get out of here, friends, any um, even obviously had a busy week, so I, but yeah, yeah. you know you work and things like that. You, you listen to new, new podcasts, you watch any new movies recently? Any new? Um, Why you look that up? I'm gonna say again, once again, I'm gonna say I'm gonna recommend Judas and the Black Messiah, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield. I thought it was an incredible movie. It was um, visceral. It it brings out these emotions. It was an incredible movie. It's on HBO Max. Great movie. We also started watching Alabama Snake. Didn't finish it. Great documentary, though. Very well shot. It's beautiful. The story's nuts. A lot of positive things to speak about um, of Alabama Snake. Somebody also mentioned something about, you know, oh, a, a breakdown. Possibly, Fran doesn't watch movies, but possibly, maybe, no guarantees. We got a lot of sh- we got a lot of pots on the stove. I don't want to um, put myself out there and stretch myself too thin. But possibly for the Patreon, if anybody would be interested, maybe. I could, you know, watch movies that people recommend, and I'll just give my thoughts. Fifteen minutes, just me talking by myself, because I'm not gonna ask Fran to do anything. You know, he's watching. He got kids, shit, man. Look, I can come on here. The, all the shit is here at my house. I can come up here. I'll and be go. down to do that. To do what? To do that. You won't even watch the movies, man. I will watch the movie. If somebody go watch the movie, go and talk about it. I'll do that. Okay. Don't. No, but no, we're no. not making commitments to anything, though. Just something to think about. We'll see what people say. Yeah. But uh, did you? You know, it gotta I mean, be something like. It gotta be something good. That's thing. the thing, though. What's good to Fran? 
I know what's good to you. So a lot of the <laughs> stuff that that people might recommend, you'd be like, eh, well, You know what I watched the last couple of days? What? I watched All About the Benjamins. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> love that movie. All About the Benjamins. And I watched uh-huh. Frontline, man. <laughs> classics. Yeah, it was man. classics. Some great American classics. Drumline and All About My the Benjamins. Goodness. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Those are great films. Yeah. And people should know about them. And I think that our audience is 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 uh is we have, you know, a lot of a lot of white people listen to true crime. So we should be letting white people know, like, hey man, Mike Epps is an American treasure, and you guys should be watch go, go watch All About the Benjamins if yeah. you never watched All About the Benjamins. Go watch that Drumline. Was when you first getting you, on too. Yeah, go Drumlines is over 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It is a certified great movie. Yeah. So if you've never seen it, it is great. It's a great I love it. <laughs> I love it. Go watch Drumline. It's a great It's a great film. It's a great cin- cinematic marvel. It's a great film. Nick Cannon. I hate Nick Cannon, but I love that film. <laughs> <laughs> Petey Pablo's in it. It's a great it's a great film. Go watch Drumline. What happened to him? Life, man. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, so Fran's recommendations this week, uh, Drumline and yeah. uh, uh, All, about, All the about the Benjamins, starring Ice Cube, starring <laughs> starring O'Shea Jackson, yeah. and uh, Michael Epps, and uh, Drumline, starring Nick Cannon and I know him Zoe Saldana. Cube. Yeah, also, a.k.a. Ice Cube. Yeah. Uh, my recommendations are uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and um, uh, Alabama Snake. Great. And again, podcast, but outside. If it, great. Great podcast. So fun. So silly. Those guys are great. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to do is we're going to get up out of here, man. You know, make sure you continue to show love on Fran. His nuptials are, you know, he, he did it. He did it, man. He yep. did it. We did it. We did it. Fran, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.